1: can I point out one thing that's not wide receiver related that he just said? Yeah. Did you have the same sort of expectation that I did when he's talking about Steve Wilkes and the issues throughout the year? And he goes, look, he was asked to come in and do something that he wasn't necessarily perfect with or comfortable with. And I think a lot of us have the same question. It's like, well, then why did you hire him in the first place? But okay, put right, that aside. Right. And he goes, and then, you know, there there were there was some stuff. Throughout the year, between him and... And there was a little pause. Didn't you think he was going to say Kyle Shanahan? Of course. And he didn't. Do you all remember what he said? He goes, there's some stuff between him and the players. Yes. Yeah. The player. Does this change anything for any of you? The players. The players. Right, the These players. great defensive players, the reigning defensive player of the year who we spent all the year doing. Where are you,
2: dude? And he's the one who came out after the Super Bowl and said, well, you know, we weren't really coached up on that. And so he was all too quick to not throw Steve under the bus, but kind of point out that Steve belongs under the bus. I think he put him under the bus more than Kyle did. Yeah. Well Kyle called him out like Against Minnesota for sure. For
1: sure, which was the first clue that something was not going well behind the scenes. I agree with you completely. And by the way, in the end of all of this, who's the most accountable? Still Kyle. Because he hired him. Right. Not because he fired him. I just want everyone, in my opinion at least, to get that right. You want to blame Kyle for this? Go ahead. Don't blame him for firing him. Blame him for hiring him.
2: Right. He made the mistake. The mistake was not in firing him. The mistake was in hiring him. That was the mistake. Now, if you wanted to keep him on for another year because you were afraid to admit that the first mistake was a mistake, well, then you're compounding that initial mistake. But he at least was able to step forward and say, he didn't say it, but his actions tell you that he messed up by hiring him in the first place. Yeah,
1: yeah. And actually, for those of you who are so, good Lord, you're so lined up around the block to hear Kyle Shanahan be accountable, I'd kind of argue that in many ways, when they make a mistake, he has been. It's exactly what he did with Trey Lance. They don't want to spend all kinds of capital and money and time and space in 2023 on people that aren't helping them win a Super Bowl. So what do they do when they see something that's not working? They hold a press conference and they say, "My bad, yeah. he out." And they're not going to yeah. try to like save face here. We're gonna we're we're we're, we're moving on. And it's that too was uh, urgent
2: on Wednesday, right after a Correct. Sunday Super Bowl loss. So. It took a grand total of about 72 hours, if that. because
1: the decision had been made in December.
2: Or even earlier, yeah, October when they played Minnesota. And you even saw it in the Super Bowl when Kyle used a timeout to fix a defensive call that he didn't like. Yeah, And Tony Romo, even on the broadcast, was like, oh, that one comes from Kyle because he didn't like the look of that. And, you know, Tony was right. And we find out a couple of days after that that he's gone.
1: You could see the look on Kyle's face in that moment. To be honest with you, and I know it's the Super Bowl, so we're all watching different things and we're freaking out and it's the overtime of the Super Bowl and our attention is everywhere. But when that timeout got called, the camera cut to Kyle's face. And I was like, oh, dear. It was like a WTF face. It was not like, hey, not loving that, let's change it. It was like... We're not doing that. You again. (laughs) Like, that's what it looked (laughs) like to me. Right, yeah. It it was like this freaking guy. We're going out like this? That was the look on his face.
2: And if the press conference. You know, I'm built for this. (laughs) He was coming with the zero blitz again. Apparently not. And Kyle didn't like that. Well, yeah. He was bringing to his house. I can honestly say I'm sort
1: of built for this. Well, sort of. Yeah. Sort of not. I mean, that's Mahomes. Zero blitz zero chance right um he's pretty good against pass rush I, listen listen again i'm not putting it on steve i'm not putting it on steve and please don't tweet at me all oh, oh, the niners were the third right look you, you saw the games you saw that it wasn't at its highest level you saw that individuals across the board were not having the years that they've had before There's no way you're going to convince anybody who understands 49er football that Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, and Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave are the problem. You're not going to do that. That's not what it is. It's not Steve's fault. It was a bad fit. And um, the way it was handled at the beginning and in the middle and at the end, bumpy. Bumpy. Left
2: something to be desired. For sure. And still, you made it to the Super Bowl, and you made it to overtime of the Super Bowl. So if we want to talk yeah. about like how big of a calamity the I Steve Wilks era was, let's all slow down and pump the brakes a little bit because the, the defense was still very good, and they still made it into the fifth quarter of the Super Bowl. But that's
1: also what's so maddening. I got to be honest with you. That's what's so frustrating. I get
2: that, but I also because, look at the way the defense played in the first half. I, fair. That's a fair point. The defense
1: was the better unit in the first half. The, but no doubt. No doubt. Again, this is not about that day. It's right. not about that day. It's about my opinion that that team was that much better than everybody else in the NFL when they're healthy. And they didn't end up fully healthy. That's a big piece of it. Yeah. Would Steve Wilkes still have the job if Dre Greenlaw didn't get hurt? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Probably not. And I
2: told you that a couple of weeks before and, the game.
1: And I agree with you. Yeah. But 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 by the same token, like this is it this is not it's not about that. But that for me doesn't make me feel better. It makes me feel worse. Yeah. Because the, the fact that you were that close. Well, the Niners yeah. got to the fifth quarter of the Super Bowl, and apparently we'll also in the midst of that, we're looking at each other going, What are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Right and they still made it to the fifth quarter. If they were on the same page, they'd it killed everybody. So
2: I think it's bigger on if, the they, same if page. they were healthy. They w- you know. And that's Peter made a good point about the overtime deferral, or the overtime non-deferral, rather, taking the ball and wanting that third possession. Your defense was on the field for 35 or so plays in the second half. I get that.
1: Did he say they were tuckered out? Did he say that on the I show? believe tuckered that out was That is so the, adorable. Yeah, it's, then they I mean, were all tuckered out. Completely.
2: I mean, get him a quesadilla and put him to bed. Seriously, like put on cocoa melon and give him a blankie. Because, uh, yeah, I know when my all, daughter, who's 18 yeah. months old, when she gets tuckered out, she wants milky and she wants to lie down. Just
1: all tired. Yeah, more That's, milk, Mark. Yeah,
2: still works. Very. I mean, it's been a big day. Tuckered out. It's been a big day. It had been. It's been a big week. Eleven snaps. They they just played eleven snaps <laughs> against Patrick Mahomes.
3: Oh God. They were tuckered uh, out.
2: And if you, if you don't often read ever. Peter King's column, read it this week. He goes into great detail about the 2017 draft and yeah. just exactly how Kansas City landed on Patrick Mahomes. And it was one part luck, but it was three parts chutzpah mm. or balls for Kansas City yeah, oh, to make that move to was, trade up.
1: It was big ballsy.
2: Well, just when we're thinking about Brandon Ayuk, to make a trade of Brandon Ayuk would be ballsy because you're taking. a top seven receiver, top 10, top five, wherever you want to put him, Bucky Brooks has him at 26. Uh, depending on where you see Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk, if you were to make a trade <laughs> of your number one receiver, yeah. it would be a ballsy move. But if you look at what Kansas City did and the the return yes. on investment, it's been pretty much worth it. It's been worth it, but that's a very different trade. They
1: got a house. They got a house. Would they get five picks? Buffalo?
2: And, no, Kansas City for Tyreek. Oh, I'm talking about when Kansas City traded oh, up traded to, up get, to Patrick. get Patrick Mahomes, got it. Yeah, they traded uh their first, their second and a future yes. pick to yes. move up to number 10 to get Patrick. Yes. So that to me is what this would be. You you would be trading you'd be trading Brandon to move up this year to get a player who can help you. I think I've arrived at my spot. Took
1: me a minute. Yeah, I wanted to hear more. I wanted to read more. I wanted to think more about should they or shouldn't they? I don't think they're trading Brandon Ayuk. I don't think they're trading Brandon Ayuk.
2: You think they're paying him? Or are you going to go the Bucky Brooks route and say, "All right, young man, how about you play one more year before we do a, a solid for you?" I think you're going to pay him. Yeah, that's to me, that's crazy, um, and it's going to cost you. There's a few reasons. It's going it, to cost you it, one it, of your big boys. It. It. it, it yep. But, but not who
1: you're thinking, and it doesn't have to cost them to you now. Here, I, I, more on this in a second. Uh, Javier and Vacaville. Hey, Javier, what are you doing?
3: Just listening in, man. How you guys doing? We're good, hey, man. Javier. Uh, I just want to make sure, like, that this, this notion of, and narrative of they can't afford brand I and Dibley is completely false. Uh, they are... Going to be at 250 million in regards to salary type next year. The Niners are going to take 38 million and bring that over from 2023 to 2024. The Niners currently, if the cap is that their number is 288 next year with the money that's going to come over. With the 42 players that are under contract next season, they will have seven million dollars of 6.60 exact in cap space if the cap is at 250. Now, anything in between, they will be you know 6.6 and below. My point is that. The 11 draft picks that they have will be the difference between the 42 to the 53 totality of their roster. And that's with Brent you at the 14.1 uh, fifth-year option. And everyone's saying, we're not going to pay Brent IU. we can't. W- w- What do you t- – based on what evidence? You're just speaking false rhetoric and completely untrue narrative. The Niners have the 11 players under contract through the draft they're going to have next year. That will then equal the $3.3 million that it will cost. They'll still be – million under the cap. Now, it's 243, the seven million difference, there'll be 1.85 over. But the Niners are not in no bad state in regards to their overall salary cap projections. But you want to ask the question, Debo Samuel is going to make more than twice what Brandon is going to make on this fifth-year option, $28.6 million. You guys are so quick to push Brandon Ayuk out the door. Is Debo Samuel worth... $28.6 $28.6 million, and FYI to the Bay Area, the last receiver to have two back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving seasons for the 49ers was Terrell Owens. Oh, until Brandon Ayuk got here, the point of the NFL draft is to draft guys, develop them, and pay your guys, and pay them handsomely to say, well, we don't want to risk. What guys are you talking about? I love Kruger. They don't have to release Kyle Yuschek or Drake Greenlaw. That's all false. There's no, there's no precedent of them not being under the cap or being over the cap, to and not have
1: to be able to keep them on the roster. That is just complete speculation and not factual at all. Well, Javier, 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 thanks. We, 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 got, we got to go, uh, but uh, the, I, I think Javier's got a point. And keep in mind that if you do sign Ayuk to an extension before the year, then his cap hit, his number for the upcoming year, before the extension kicks in, would actually go down a little bit. So you'd start to save some money there. Number one and number two. Then when Ayuk's number kicks in the following year, guess who has an out in his contract? Guess who you could, in theory, move on from at that point? Debo Samuel. Which now you get another year of Debo. He's got an out in his deal at age twelve or uh, at, at, in twenty twenty five. Let's see what the injury situation is for Debo. I'm not saying you're setting up to let Debo go, but um, you do another year of, like, kick the can down the road, see where you're at, and then it's time for Brock's extension, which, of course, wouldn't kick in for another full year after that. Right. Like, Javier's not wrong. You can play the game. You can play the game. Brandon is not – it's not off the table that both those dudes get paid.